Welcome, everybody, to the Bernie Kozar Show with Hanford Dixon. I'm Angry Ken kicking off the show today, and the reason I'm kicking it off is because I'm not angry anymore. We're back in the playoff hunt, and we got Victory Tuesday. Guys, let's hear it. What do you think coming into this big victory? Well, what a way to get into our bye week with a season-saving Monday night victory. Massively needed there. Well, I just want you guys to know, and I got to get my bark in before I start talking about anything. Here we go, brownies. Did you guys see me today? I just thought I would honor this uh, team. Oh, yeah. Looking good. Looking good. Looking good. I pulled out that 29 jersey today because I thought it was just well, well deserved, BK. It is well deserved. You're really styling. I'm looking, I'm really looking, uh, enjoying the way you're looking there. And. I've talked so much last week about how much I love Joe Burrow, and I'm so happy on a victory Tuesday and a victory bye week to be sitting here and saying, I love Joe Burrow, I love how he plays, and for Jacoby Brissett to play better than the great Joe Burrow last night and to to see the game that he played leading our team to that W was impressive. You know what I have to do? I have to give these guys a lot of credit. I mean, they came out and they played extremely hard. I think the good thing is I think thought we, for the first time, I thought we saw them play really, really well in all three phases, phases. talking about offensively, defensively, and special teams. Every single unit, BK, came out and they played. That That was probably the best complimentary football that we've played, reiterating what you're saying. The offense, defense, special teams. You see, um, there's been a lot talked about special teams performance through the course of the year, defensive performance through the course of the year. To, to shut out Joe Burrow in the first oh. half like that well, was, was an awesome, awesome way to spend my Halloween Monday night. <laughs> well, guys, I'll tell you what. It's such it's such a relief to get that victory, but it started with, hey, you got to go Jacoby Brissett. Top of the list. Let's look at our first play that we're going to break down. This is uh, Jacoby to DPG. It is the opening drive. Yeah, seeing Jacoby again, 17 for 22, uh, 278 yards, 133.7 quarterback rating. He only has 10 incompletions in the last two weekends. Tell you what, he had a career high quarterback rating. I mean, I, get, I this guy, he's definitely won me over because he just comes out and he just he he plays with his heart and he gives you everything on every down. You know, we talked last week the attention to detail, how you do little things is how you do all things. How Jacoby Brissett did the little things Monday night was impeccably perfect. It's it's um our all our goals as athletes as football players, is to play the perfect game. It's almost impossible, as you know, for, for us to play a perfect game. Jacoby Brissett played as close to a perfect game last night by doing all the little things almost perfectly last night. Well, I thought it was funny because you and I talked about it uh, uh, you know, a little bit off the air, and, and you really highlighted this because the passes that he didn't connect on pretty much were passes that oh he, yeah he was throwing away yeah he did a intentionally he, he did a clock it he did two yeah. throwaways so of his five com- incompletions three of them were on purpose so even even more impressive well okay. let, let's before, break down let's break down that one that was outstanding kick things off with that uh, more than one was outstanding <laughs> well, let's just check well, out hey, this one, first one it was the first one. one it was the first one i'm first giving drive a lot of by love the browns here. 
Yeah, and you know what? As as we're talking about Jacoby and this past to Donovan Peoples Jones, um, this is man press coverage. So we've talked to me and Hanford at length about this through the course of the year that the safety has inside help. So he's going to shade and have outside technique here as you see him here. Donovan Peoples Jones still goes inside, and for him to get to the outside edge of the shoulder and get outside the cornerback here is really impressive. Um, outstanding route running, an absolute horrible minus by the defensive back for the, and, the Bengals. And, and that's where I was headed. I mean, just a terrible, terrible play uh, by the defensive back right there, number 29. Because but we're you, Browns fans, well, so I don't want to say We're Browns fans, and we're happy it was a terrible play because you hit on it. You're talking about a guy that has inside help from the safety, and what you have to understand is one thing you cannot get beat is that to the outside, and that where he fell for that little okie-dokie. But you got to give DPJ a lot of credit. I mean, you were in an outstanding oh, route, yeah, able I mean, to get out there, and uh, when he ran the route, I mean, Brissett put it right where he was supposed to uh, on the numbers. With impeccable timing, and quietly, uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones uh, has had a fantastic year. I think that was his sixth game in a row with north of 50 yards catching the ball. He had 84 yards of receiving last night. That athleticism, that must be the new thing now. <laughs> uh, let's let's uh, vertical jump over, people. <laughs> Hanford, as, as a cornerback, you, you get that vertical hurdle over you. Anything you can do to avoid looking stupid there. Can, wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Before you answer. <laughs> that way uh, is this uh what's the problem you're not asking me with my lack of athleticism How bernie we used to hurdle people hey. i couldn't even in my dreams contemplate hurdling people you know what I, you know i'll defer to you hey, on hey, this hey guys you know what I say when you have a, a, a back or a receiver or an offensive guy jump over your head? The DB or the linebacker or whoever, the guy that's being jumped over, he closes his eyes. You could tell me, you could say what you want to say, because uh, there's no way if you don't close your eyes, the guy's going to get over top of you. And we're going to watch it in the film. I mean, a little bit early, Nick Chubb did the same thing. Yeah. He yeah. jumped over, hurdle over guy. But, boy, I tell you, you're talking about a guy with athletic ability to be able to do that is outstanding. Well, so, guys, I got to tell you right there, as Browns fans, you know, we're a nervous wreck. We started out that game. By the way, the Browns won the toss, and I love the fact we deferred. Defense shows up. We got that Miles. We don't have the clip, but that was that Miles Garrett tipped and A.J. Green with that great interception. Then the Browns come back. We got that interception, uh, or Miles Garrett. You know, sack. Uh, to that AJ Green interception and, and Miles Garrett, though. You know, that's that's something that in the league now, when you have those three-step quick drops like that, and to Miles as a speed rusher who's done and did a really nice job last night putting pressure on Joe Burrow, but when he read that it was a quick drop and a quick throw, and for him to stop. Stop his pass rush, stay up, stick his arms up, and, and to tip that well, uh, was impressive. Well, you have to give Joe Woods a lot of credit. I mean, you have to give him a lot of credit. Uh, that was part of his game plan coming into this ball game. Uh, one thing we knew coming into the ball game, Joe Burrow is getting rid of the ball, getting the ball out of his hand a lot quicker and faster than normally he gets it out because he know he can say what he want to say he praises his uh, offensive line but they have been yeah his offensive of line are so not doing him getting back service. to your point you're exactly right one thing that joe woods emphasized this whole week in practice to let those guys know if you see you're not going to get there and if it's a three-step drop get your hands in the Quarterback. air yeah and it comes up quarterbacks we hate play. that we hate oh. that and and then they're trying so quick to, to mask that offensive line issue of them that that joe woods astutely puts 
puts those guys in that pass blocking phase of it. And and for him also, he implemented a couple of really nice disguises last night, understanding that Joe Burrow, his dad was a defensive coordinator, so Joe Burrow is really astute, almost like a coach on the field. So to see um, that skeleton deep, too deep coverage turning into uh, blitz man coverage, and then blitz man coverages turning into two deep shell coverages did a really good job of confusing um, Joe Burrow yesterday. Well, you know, we're all on pins and needles. And by the way, that first energy stadium was rocking, but I think everybody's watching. You got to get that first score. So then we get that ball and we missed the field goal. It's blocked. We're back on defense. And then Miles Garrett, who had a great game, big sack. And, and again, we're back and forth. We're waiting. Who's going to score? And just run the ball, but no, we decide we're going to outsmart them again, and this is the, uh, well, let's just watch it. I don't even know how to describe this. Amari Cooper. Ken, mess. you would bring up a bad play after a victory Tuesday. You know, looking at this play from the positive side of it, to think that the score was 0-0 last night at the end of the first quarter and how poorly we played in the first quarter and really had the opportunity to put a, put a couple nails in the Bengals' coffin – to go and play this poorly and have a play like this go this poorly and still to resurrect ourselves from this and still end up with a 32 with a 32-13 victory that that's that is a positive sign because the typical Browns would not be able to bounce back from this type of ugly play. Well, we're going to we're going to get into our betting section uh, a little bit later, but if someone bet it, the score would be 0-0 zero, zero and the first score they they won some money, but hey, and for the gambling yeah, 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 and for yeah, the betting yeah, section yeah. there, we're going to bet right. that that play will not be run again right. next week, well, okay? You know. Amari Cooper, I, I, we love you and I love your answer to this question, but but um I love love how you've never thrown a ball before and how you've said you'll probably never throw it again. Right. <laughs> right. But guys, you know what? I, I I know the coach is trying to give these guys some fun plays, but that's not the time to call it. But uh, like hey, hey, and to your point, it's 30. We won 32 to 13. It's awesome on a Tuesday after a Monday night game that we could do this with levity, levity and being it from a humoristic standpoint. But typically sometimes on these big games, playoff games, Monday night games, sometimes us players, coaches, quarterbacks, play callers, we do try to be a little more creative than we oh, want to be. And, we and know everybody's watching us, and we, we sometimes get a little too smart for ourselves. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say that that's what happened to Coach Stefanski, because other than that call, that was an impeccably masterful uh, offense, defense, and special teams game plan last yeah. night. And I'll make this note about Cooper. I mean, actually, what he said was he was actually trying to throw the ball away. He was trying to throw it away. And he didn't realize how, how hard, hard it was it for, us to, yeah, for quarterbacks throw to throw the ball away. But that's what he was trying to do. And it just yeah, yeah. didn't and, come out and, that and way. It didn't come out that way. <laughs> and you want to talk about angry fans. <laughs> <They're going laughs> My, the meter was off the explosion chart at that point. But then the defense. Rightfully so. Defense holds. And we go back to basics, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. And uh, love this call, as you said, with Coach Stefanski, the wildcat with Chubb. Yeah, this is, this is again, Coach Stefanski's taking some smack for some of the play calling and personnel groups, especially inside the, uh, the scoring zone like this. 
to see to see what we did last night with seven seven and at times eight offensive linemen on the field like this, uh, our physical presence of just mashing the offensive uh, our offensive line mashing the, the front seven for the defensive line was was impeccably perfect last night. I love this play call and to get that type of push to where you're basically on a five yard line and you 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 get three or four of your offensive linemen in the end zone too with three or four of the Bengals defensive linemen. I mean that's 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 perfect offense. Coach Callahan's got to be massively impressed with his guys today. And I don't you know what? I don't know guys if uh if Najoku was not out of the ball game that we would actually see this uh formation because we won't have probably won't have one or two extra linemen. We'll probably have Najoko. But the reason why I think this play is such a great, great play, obviously you take Nick Chubb. What he's got is just great vision. And when he gets this ball, he acts like he's going to go uh, take it wide. And then he sees a crease because those two guards, as you mentioned, open up the hole. And all of a sudden, this guy's got such speed. And he speed. sees daylight. And he sees he daylight. Right and he just there. puts his head down and just right. goes and score. It doesn't overrun a hole. And for him, again, they have 23 carries, 101 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, he has. 10 rushing touchdowns so far this year. I mean, his vision and his ability to hit a hole and, and follow his blockers. Ken, you're right. Great play. Well, you know what? Troy Aikman even commented. He goes, this offensive line has so much talent. But as fans, we're watching this. you got to shout out Coach Callahan because – we're just bringing guys in and out, and we're still meshing as a great unit. Quick comment on Coach Callahan. Yeah, a shout-out to Coach Callahan. My CBD lifted uh, juice right there. <laughs> he, he is the the secret performer and secret performer coach. Um, what he does from uh, the mixing and matching, having five guys work as one and physically work as one. I mean, week in and week out, we're winning the physical domination of the opposing team's defensive line with guys, with new guys each and every week. Well, I was going to say shout-out to Coach Callahan with my Diet Coke right here. <laughs> yeah. But uh, everywhere, Free plug. On a serious note, everywhere that he's gone, I mean, he's just uh, done a tremendous job. And, and you're right, Ken, Bernie. With uh, with that mismatch with that offensive line and still the job that they're doing right now, opening up all the holes, I mean, it's just amazing, just short of amazing. Yeah, and if you look at it from the other side of it, look at how festive and happy we are with our uh, Joe Woods and the Browns defensive yeah, line yeah. today. I mean, how, what would we be saying if Jacoby Brissett had the Cincinnati Bengals offensive line last night. They didn't block anybody. I mean, that was death for Joe Burrow last night. Well, so again, as Browns fans, we're on the edge of our seat. Looks like we are uh, we got that touchdown. Cade York come in and kick the extra point. But wait a second, there's a penalty. Now we're moving it to the one-yard line, and we're just as fans going, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. This is going to be 6 nothing. But I think you guys have been saying it all along. Coach Schottenheimer, championship teams, get that one yard, guys. So love it. This is a combination of so many things within what we're talking about and within the awesomeness of, of our era of football. And God bless a shout-out to Marty Schottenheimer and stuff. And then for as much criticism as analytics and the coaching staff has had, a shout-out to them because championship, good teams, especially in big games and um, – uh, on a Monday night football, a division rival could get a yard when they need a yard. And in the analytics, we, we talked about this earlier in the year that 
It's a 48% success rate on a two-point play from the two from the two-yard line. It moves up to about a 67% success rate from the one-yard line. So the analytics of that say that you should do it. And then the belief that in the beginning of the game, we are just tougher than you. We're here to play today. We're going to run you over, and we're going to get that. That's a hell of a statement to make, and that is a definitive statement that I think was one of the keys to um, accelerating, amplifying our our confidence and our belief that we're going to win this game. Well, that's what it really comes down to. It's come down to, uh, you know, my team is, is, is better than your team right now. My team is tougher than your team right now. And me personally, I don't need a damn analytics guy to be in my ear in that situation to tell me that I'm going going for it. I'm going for it. Hey, I wish someone would. I don't even got to look to the sidelines. I don't even have to look to the (laughs) sidelines. I know what we're going to do and what made sense on that particular down. When you got a back that's averaging, if you want to go with Nick Chubb, if you got a back that's averaging, what, 5.7 yards a carry, get out of my. I don't want to hear it. We're going for it. I don't want to make it about the old days, but this would be like, I'd be. I wouldn't even look over. I would be yeah. whispering, hey, K-Mac, just stay, yeah, keep yeah, your right. ass close to me. You're staying in here, man. Bernie, what would your reaction be if your coach in the red zone ran out that wildcat and you were, you, you were going wide? Well, first, it never happened. I wasn't a, run, I wasn't a wildcat threat uh, for that. I, that wasn't a big thing back then. But I actually like that concept. I mean, yeah. I, me having, you know, I had some stout, good uh, run-blocking offensive lines. Um, we say it in jest, but I, I love Kevin Mack. Yeah. And Kevin Mack is, was um, the 80s version of Nick Chubb and stuff. So to, to have a guy like that, actually, kind of, I'm kind of pissed at myself that I didn't come up with that idea and back I think 35 s- years ago. And I still think today you see it more in college than you uh, uh, do uh, in the NFL, pretty much. All right, so as Browns fans, we go to halftime, 11 nothing. If anyone would have said 11 nothing at halftime, <laughs> but you're like just waiting for that avalanche in the second half. And, of course, hey, every- but, but But, you know, going into halftime, amazing. It's 8 nothing. okay? There was the 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 change of possessions Within multiple times. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Bengals yeah. really should. I mean, Blew we, it. they really mismanaged the end of the second quarter. I mean, how we ended up up eleven nothing was actually very impressive because that was a gift from the Bengals. They should have actually had some points to have been within one score. For us to have a double-digit lead. And football is a game of momentum. I mean, change in momentum. And and when you look at the way that everything transpired in this ball game, because uh, the Bengals, let's just say on their first drive, they had had momentum. They're driving. They they had something going on. And now we know how big that play was. Miles Garrett did this big power-up. I mean, we took the momentum away from him. You're right. Even in the – even right before the half, just like you were talking about, they could have easily got on the scoreboard, and they didn't. And we came back, and we put more points right. on the board. We, that was we huge. Got, we got the gift three points. So that was of huge. Being it's 11 nothing. It we was huge. Have, we have the belief, the confidence, a two-point lead going in, and we get the ball coming out. And, and the first drive, I, as an old quarterback, the first drive of the third quarter was an imperatively important drive to me to set the whole tone to how you want to finish out the game. And to have that uh, to have that happen at the end of the second quarter and then to come out at the beginning of the third quarter and put together a dominating 
11 play seven minute drive to making uh, now it's 18 nothing that, well, that puts a nail in the car Bernie again as fans we're sitting there thinking oh my gosh 11 nothing you know the Bengals are in the locker room going everybody just settle down yeah. we should be winning this game and we're going to come out and play our game in the second half because every announcer in America kept saying that vaunted Cincinnati Bengal defense has not given up a touchdown in the second half all year and Hanford, we came right down. Chubb ran it down their throats. Ken, I got to tell you, BK, I got to tell you guys, I, I I have to be the first one to say that I didn't have any faith in in, in our football team this game. I you'd ask me, I, I were we going to win this game? I said absolutely not. Even after we went in the half and we, we you know we had a, we had the lead, I still thought with this high powered offense with the Cincinnati Bengals, they're going to get it going at some point. But they didn't. We didn't allow them to get it going, and that was just outstanding with our team. Well, you know what, guys? Good teams know how to put it away. And a good quarterback, we saw Bernie Kozar, he know how to – when you got a guy down, you step on his neck. And Jacoby Brissett did it again. A great pass to Amari Cooper, who had an outstanding game. Well, you know, we talk about Amari all the time and and, and, and his gr- being able to run a great route. You watching him right here. Watch how he stiffed this defensive back. Get him to turn to the inside, and it's all over right now. And BK, you know he put that ball right where he was supposed uh, the to. Throws, the throw for young quarterbacks, throwing your fades to the back pylon, perfect like this from Jacoby. And for young receivers out there, we've talked through the course of the year of Amari Cooper and how he runs routes. Look at for Amari Cooper to go up the field. He notice he's on about the five, five and a half yard line, but he's making a move up about the four and a half yard line, almost like he's running a slant in there. That gets the receiver to or the DB to settle his yeah. hips actually turn his hips just a little inside and just that little bit inside. And then he, with his quickness to blast to the outside like that, that's stealing. Well, let me say this to you young corners out there. I mean, listen to me. This is a teaching moment. This will help you. First of all, if you look at the corner right there on that route, his feet are too wide. You can't no base, you, no yeah, balance. You have yeah. to keep your feet shoulder width. The second thing that he did wrong, he bag he was bagging up when the when he's coming to him. One thing you have to understand: sit there with your feet shoulder width, bounce in the place because that receiver's juking. He has got to come out of there. He can't stay yeah. in there all day doing. Sooner or later, he's gonna come out. When he come out. Boom! You get your hands then on you him. Nail you him. get your hands on him. Yep. You nail him. Well, you know what? As you watch that play, guys, uh, after being conditioned to so many bad things happening as a Browns fan, I was waiting to see that shot of the referee going, after further review, <laughs> the receiver did not have possession. But he had it, 25 to nothing. And at that point, I'm still not comfortable. And Joe Burrow shows what he can do. Let's take a look at Joey, your quarterback, Bernie. And by the way, when it was 0-0, bet the over. Live bet of the over. Yeah. That one hit. <laughs> that one hit. <laughs> All right, Joe yeah. Burrow, let's see what he's got. Yeah, you know, Joe Burrow, they showed a stat last night. 
that he was throwing the ball in like 2.37 to the under 2.4 seconds. Very quick. One of the fastest times in his career. That's That sounds cool. That sounds good. But you really, when you're playing these cover fours, now this ended up being a positive play for the Bengals, a negative play for the Browns. But by and large, this is some of the, only a couple of the few bad defensive plays we had. But the, the, the horrible job that the Bengals offensive line did in protecting Joe Burrow. This is actually one of the better times he did it, and they still rushed, they still rushed four. Um, Emerson Hanford, he's really had a nice game. I mean, his cover two, he'd want to probably get more depth there, and when he gets his hands on it, he's going to want to deflect that or make come down with it. But typically, typically this is um, – this is a tough. This is tough coverage when your quarterback gets out like this on a, well, on a two deep. You know what I like about the kid? I, I mean, he, he he competes. I mean, he's not afraid to compete. He's not afraid. He realizes that I'm playing against guys that are good, just like I'm good. Occasionally, they're going to beat you, but you have to have a short memory because we talk about a short memory if you're going to play uh, defensive back. But we were sitting there and we we're talking about Burroughs and we we're talking about how quick he's getting the ball out. I mean, Bernie, I was going to ask you, I mean, you almost, if he's having to get the ball out that quick, you almost feel sorry for him. Yeah. You, know, it, you know what I'm I don't want to make this about me, but that's actually what I was thinking yeah. about. I felt sorry for me on some of the times <laughs> when you had to just throw the ball so quick. So you can't let the defense um, get its width in zone coverage. You don't allow it in man coverage to be able to get the ball down the field any. So you're really throwing everything within the, this studio right here, everything from zero to 10 yards. And, Again, just like we, we talked about uh, Miles Garrett deflecting the ball that A.J. Green picked off in the first half, Joe Woods and our defensive staff, they've taken a lot of flack this yeah. year. They saw this all yeah. on, the pre on the last few games of studying the Bengals that, yes, they've been more successful offensively, but it's because they've been trying to trick people with these super quick, super fast throws, and nobody's getting separation. And if anyone noticed, if you saw last night talking about how quick he was throwing the ball off, that's why a lot of times he was going, throwing the, dropping the ball off to his back, coming out of the backfield, talking about mixing. Well, obviously, Joe Burrows is going to be a great – he is a great quarterback now, and we're going to face him in a lot of years. Uh, we got another play coming up. Greedy Williams had some what, – what I thought was outstanding coverage, but, man, these receivers are good for the Bengals. Hanford, break this down. Well, you know, Greedy right now, I mean, it's just he can't get a break. I mean, obviously, if it's not an injury, uh, you know, he's got excellent, excellent coverage right here. I think he jumped a little too fast, but this this wide receiver, I mean, just uh, I think is that Boyd? I want to say that's Boyd or Higgins. That's Higgins. That's Higgins, Higgins. One of the two, but he just wanted this this ball and as a result he came down with it and just walked in the end zone but you can't fault greedy right there because i thought it was excellent excellent coverage right yeah, there t higgins is a big receiver um of course you don't want to see that happen but you you live with that in press coverage yeah we saw in the last play that was a that was a two deep cover two that was a um cover one man coverage press coverage and then joe woods mixed up those two coverages with a two deep five under man coverage last night on third and two to four, that was a new wrinkle. That wait, 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 wait Bernie. What does that mean? <laughs> oh, so those type plays. So that play that just happened there um, was a man coverage. So when he then started switching to the two deep five under man, 
that would be Greedy Williams would have him like that, and then he would have the safety over the top, so Greedy would be able to. You'd basically have the guys double covered. Hey, hey uh, Kent, you you stick to the because uh, <laughs> it'll take us two days to. Oh, uh, oh, oh, okay. I'm ready for the telescreen. Uh, 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 now you understand why the guys are the communication is so important <laughs> yeah, in the game, yeah, man. Yeah, you know yeah, all, all these all different that, techniques uh, and what you do. So pretty, that's what I said. We can't tell it till you're right yeah. this moment. But just give but us I'll some tell you time. What, after watching Hanford Dixon play cornerback, yeah. all he did was bump and run. Those receivers okay. didn't get off no, the line. So Hanford, so Hanford Dixon had a Hall of Fame yeah, career, yeah, and I'm not saying yeah, this to be yeah. a suck-up. He had a Hall of Fame career playing man-press covers with the safety in the middle of the field. It's a lot easier oh. playing man press covers in two deep five under man and, because and, you have more help that way. And, and that's <laughs> what I was saying about and, and not taking anything away from Emerson on some of the plays that he made. But he, they were cover six. They were cover sixes, six. and two he deep knew five under. he had. Oh, safety some, help over safety the help top. Over top. He, he, and that he, way he so can he be can aggressive. Squ- so I can squat on everything, yes, man. There's yes, nothing getting yes, caught underneath yes. me. You know, Absolutely. I, I got to give another shout out to Hanford because he broke some news on last week's show before anybody else said it. Yeah. Hanford said that he had word from his inside guys yeah. that Jamar Chase wasn't going to play because right. of his hip and hamstring. And guys, I think that made a difference. Well, you know what, Hanford, that was a good call yeah. out for that. And again, as an ex-player, and we're heavy Browns guys. We want to we want to win. We're so festive to be here with a W today, but we don't like to see it at the expense uh, of a, no. a superstar young man like that. I mean, what? that he's a special, special player, special player, and and it made a hell of a difference not having. Well, him you know, on his I, night. I thought it was funny because you had Newsom and you also had Emerson came out early in the week, and when they found out that Chase wasn't going to play, and they. They were talking about how disappointed they are. They want to go against you. You know <laughs> no, what I was saying about no, myself? Dog. I said, let me tell you something. I can never remember me being disappointed when I didn't have when I, when I was going against the top receiver and he right. wasn't going to play. I was happy he wasn't going to play because that way I don't have to deal with him the whole game. Yeah, you don't want downtown Eddie no, Brown. No, you know? no, 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 well, no, no. Well, guys, although there were some great plays there from uh, Joe Burrows. That crowd turned when the Browns got the momentum, and it's not often you get to celebrate like that. But that place was rocking like it hasn't hey, shout rocked out before. To our fans uh, last night, it that was, place was electric. It was electric, night. guys. Now electric. we're starting to get back into it, and on Halloween night, it couldn't be better than to send the Bengals away, stomping on the pumpkin. In fact, I think our Cracker Jack art team. Has a little. Uh, you didn't, you little didn't take. You didn't take pumpkin heads, pumpkin, did you? <laughs> I love it, Nick Chubb, stomping on those Bengals. Send them back to Cincinnati with it. a message. They must. We must have done that artwork I before the it. game because didn't Nick Chubb yeah. vertical over <laughs> that pumpkin? He jumped it. over. I it. But I I'll, t- it. I'll tell you what. The the. The Manning brothers had a great time with this Halloween thing, and they were shouting out some of uh, our uh, Halloween costumes in the uh, Northeast Ohio area, and a lot of people were dressed up like Bernie Kozar, including the Kelsey brothers. Uh, Bernie, what do you got to say about this? Well, I'm take, I'm liking I hadn't seen this picture. I'm liking oh, that. that. You know, I'm a little biased. I, I really appreciate you guys swelling up my cranium here to <laughs> see one of the nicest Halloween costumes I've seen. Um, but it was awesome. I love Mr. and Mrs. Kelsey. They have massively awesome parents. And for them to have the 
awesome vision to dress up Jason and Travis as a, a little Bernie Kosar, a number 19, as their youth. I, I want to take credit as that is yeah. the foundational yeah. lesson that made them the amazing hey. people that they are. Ken, let me tell you guys this funny story real quick before you guys go. Uh, last night I was walking through the uh, stadium on uh, down by the Key Bank level and I saw this guy walking through the crowd and he had a 29 jersey on and I looked at the back and I saw it, it's 29 and it had Dixon on it. So I ran back up and caught up with the guy and pulled him on the shoulder. He turned around and looked at me and he kept walking. I don't think he knew, I don't think, I don't think he knew who I was. You know what I mean? That was so funny. I was just like, what the hell? You know? What are you touching me for? Yeah, yeah. He was looking for the towel. He was looking for the towel. Right. No, you didn't have the towel. That's why I didn't recognize you. Yeah, sorry, but, wait till he watch this podcast. Yeah. He's going to be watching us. And he's going to yeah, say, there, there, that but, was Hanford there, you know? Guys, it sends us into the bye week. Those were like the old days, how we remember as old-time Browns fans, that stadium rocking. But now we've got the bye. We've got a chance to just think this thing over. As a Browns fan, you don't often get a chance to have a game like that where you can actually call it a route. And now you start looking at the schedule – it's not out of the question. We take two out of three. We go down to Miami, then the Bills and the Buccaneers. But we've got this bye week coming up. Let's just take a look. What's your guys' thoughts? What do we need to focus on as we think about the second half of the season? Well, one of the really important things that I, I like with the bye week, and the bye week is different today than when we were playing. Because when we were playing, um, you weren't allowed to have like five days off. You were allowed to have it. They just never gave it to you. Now I think... Per the collective bargaining agreement, the players have to basically have the whole week yeah. off. Yeah. And they, they probably need it from a health standpoint yeah. of it. But I don't buy into the that we are not light switches. You right. can't just flip the light right. switch on and I'm intense and then flip the light switch off and I'm not intense. So I don't like completely separating myself from the physical thing, I'm okay with because you need to have your body heal. But from the mental side of it, I don't think you should completely forget um, all the mental side of it because you don't want to just go dark for 72, 96 yeah. hours yeah. From, from your mental preparation and, side of it. And I think that's what most of the guys are going to do. And not, not all of them, but most of them, especially like some of the younger guys, you know, they'll be jumping on a plane, maybe going to an island or something. But me personally, what, what, what I would do is uh, our next opponent, I'm on uh, them right be. away. I want to know everything that I could possibly know about our next opponent. I want to know um, when they're going to the bathroom, what they're going to do when they get there. I mean, just you want to know everything you want my, to know. My favorite yeah. thing to do yeah. was to have a bye week. Whether, yeah. And I loved winning yeah. the division yeah. because in the division, if you win your yeah. division, you have the bye week for the playoffs. Yeah. And again, this sounds cocky, but when I had two weeks, when I have two weeks to prepare yeah. for another team, I know everything, everything, everything about everything. it. So I will have a game plan and plays, personnel grouping, and that's typically what you do in yeah. in your uh, bye week anyways yeah. is readjust the things you've done uh, good and then um, get rid of the things you've and, done poorly and, and stuff. Also, too, while you're doing that, Ken uh, – you're gonna get healthy. I mean, obviously, because you don't. It is a bye week. You know, you you haven't. You don't have a game to play. You're gonna get healthy, but in the meantime, you want to do learn everything you possibly yeah. can about it. Your opponent. Well, and and I'll tell you what too. It's really it's really um um important from 
from the the study side of it, but also like if you if you really allow yourself to mentally kind of turn the light switch off and and you you want to come back next week against the Dolphins, um, it's it's easier said than done. And 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 now by winning this game last uh, last night to be three and five now, um, each game is al- almost a. a Coach Stefanski uses this with the players. Each game is almost a season on itself, and the magnitude of each game now. By winning this game last night, this kind of gives still life to the bye, to this bye week because even though it's 3-5, and five, not the record we want, 3-5 and five still has us in the playoff That's right. in our division. That's right. well, well, I can guarantee guys like me are looking at that schedule, and we can figure out how we're going to make it. But next week's show, and, and for all the, all those people that have made this the number one show on the Internet, make sure you tune in next week because we're going to get really get into uh, grades of uh, how the d- different coaches are doing, as well as this is a fascinating show we're going to have as it relates to injuries and, and what it's like for – Ernie Kozar and Hanford Dixon now with what they've had to live with from the injuries and some of the alumni players uh, that played on the Browns are going to be on the show with some of the clips. So you you don't want to miss that. But Hanford, let me ask you, okay. uh, just hey, when you look at the first half, who surprises you most that stands out in a good way on the offense? Take out Brissett, Chubb, and Njoku. Who's somebody else that maybe we haven't been talking about that we should? I'm going to say uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones. Uh, I mean, DPJ. Yeah. Um, I I think this guy is really starting to come on. I think he's really starting to play well. He's becoming – if you watch him, he's uh, starting to catch um, a lot of uh, contested passes. I mean, he's when the ball is in the air, he goes after the ball, and he's come up with – Big play after big play after big play. And I think uh, he's a guy. And obviously, um, uh, I know you asked for one. I'm going to say that uh, that entire offensive line. Yeah. Uh, you I know mean, what? Those guys. You know, saying Donovan Peoples-Jones for sure yeah. is, is one guy. But Ethan Postnick. Yeah. I mean, when, when Nick Harris got hurt yeah. and we thought that um, um, – um, that the season was going to be tough, especially an old quarterback yeah. hate hearing that my center's yeah. out. To see Ethan come in and seamlessly, um, just about each and every week on the podcast, mm-hmm. so we're talking glowing terms for Coach Callahan and the offensive line. You, you can't be saying that without your center being top yeah. tier. Yeah. All right, take Miles Garrett out of it, switch it around on defense. Who stands out? You know, from um, I like answering the offensive question better, mm-hmm. but um, you know, Deion Jones came in and made a sack last, yeah. night, last night, and you know, not that one guy makes the difference, but we've been struggling all season. That's his second game playing, and he had a sack and made some plays last night. And then again, I I'd personally, Hanford, you may be one of the only. DBs I like in this world, but I like um, Emerson, yeah. too, how he's playing for I was a gonna, rook. I was going to say I like him, too, the kid out of Mississippi State. Um, he, he's uh, been outstanding, and, and like I said earlier, he uh, competes every single play. He plays really, really hard. He's not afraid. I like him. I also like uh, Alex Wright. I yeah. think uh, I, th- I think he's coming on. I think he's playing uh, uh, extremely well. But if I had to name two, those would probably be the two guys that uh, I think is uh, really playing well. Well, we showed yesterday running the ball works. And uh, Coach Stefanski, I know you love the show. Our Cracker Jack art team has something for you here as you plan on uh, what we're going to be doing the second half of the season. Uh, 
Old school versus. Well, I like that big play as I'm looking at the top dog and mighty many here drawing plays. I mean, I I got cut for drawing plays in that dirt. You know, you're getting glorified. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, This don't overcomplicate it, Coach. We saw yesterday. Just run the ball. Analytics has its place, but the second half of the season, guys, we're two and one in the division. There's still a way. Ravens picked up a big uh, linebacker, but. uh, Hey, we don't have to worry about the Steelers. Yeah, that was a big trade. That was a cool. That was a big trade for the big Ravens. Trade. Yeah, yeah, that was huge. Yeah, that uh, unfortunately helps them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, you know, we talk about the uh, betting portion of our show, and we've been teasing some big announcements, and we're getting really close. In fact, I'm really happy to say that the uh, Big Play Studios are now being constructed. For those of you that don't know this big announcement, Burke Lakefront Airport is the new home of the Big Play Studios. And we're working on some very cool ideas around sports betting. We really, the idea is to make this a place that you want to go when you've got your sports betting in mind. Hang out, watch the game, hang out on our our beautiful lounge and uh, watch our show live. But guys, let's talk about the bets. You're on a roll. Hanford, you were big last week, and that takes us to our big bets. And let's keep it going. Roll and keep it going. All right, Hanford, you're hot, you're hot. But this is a tough one, our single star. Bills minus 13 at the Jets. Ooh, that is a tough one. Uh, Jets has a decent football team. They're playing at home. The Bills are just playing extremely, extremely well. 13 is a lot. I'm going to – I think the Bills will win, but I'm going to take the Jets on this one. Hanford, you've been high on the Jets all year. I have. Yeah, yeah we've think, been. Uh, yeah, I think the coach uh, has got them going. Yeah. There. yeah. Since we disrespected yeah. a coach when yeah. he was here, we, <laughs> right, took, we right. took over a sideline right. for our <laughs> halftime show. Yeah, yeah that's a lot of points. That's a lot of points. You know, I, I, I talk weekly about how much I love Josh Allen. He He's playing amazing, but uh, the Jets and, and the, that amount of points is too much to pass up. All right, well, I'll tell you guys, spending time in Las Vegas as we're nailing down these sports betting deals, here's what they tell you. It doesn't matter on that line. If you think the Bills are good, go with the Bills. So I'm going to go with the Bills on that one. Our three-star in this Ravens team. Now we got to be watching. Harbaugh always is in the mix. They're giving two and a half, but they're going down to New Orleans, playing in that dome. BK, I'm going to let you take that one first. Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm just uh, as much as I want to keep wanting the Ravens to lose, and I want to keep picking the other team. I'm just a Lamar Jackson fan, and I, uh, I like the Ravens. I like the Ravens too. I I, I think uh, I, I think with the addition now, they just uh, made a big trade, yeah. and but they I think they're going to put it together. So I'm going to go with the Ravens too. I think that's a good bet. All right, and that takes us to our five-star. Joey Burrow is going to try and rebound as he uh, takes and hosts the Carolina Panthers. And as you can see here, the Panthers are getting eight and a half points. What do you guys think? I, You know what? I think the Bengals get back on track. I, I think they're a little bit embarrassed uh, leaving Cleveland. Eight and a half a lot, but I think that high-powered offense uh, – and who knows? I, I don't know where Chase is in this whole thing, but I, I, I think the Bengals can cover that. Yeah, I you know what I miss I miss having Chase there yeah. for Joe Burrow. Yeah. I hate keep thinking I would like to see the Bengals keep losing and, and keep struggling and stuff like they did on, on Monday night and stuff. But you said a perfect phrase. Uh it, 
that they were embarrassed yeah. how they played on yeah. Monday night. And yeah. when we're embarrassed, yeah. our attention to detail, our yeah. focus tends to be amplified. And um, I, uh, I like the Bengals, too. Well, guys, I'll tell you what. It's so relieving to be sitting here on a victory Tuesday after Monday night showing the nation what this glad team you're not angry is all today. about. Yeah. I'll tell you what. I believe. Going on one of your yeah, it, was such an, it was such an anticipation like it's of anger that we scared the great Gabriella Cruz. Yeah, oh, yeah. She didn't even want to show up today because Angie Kemp, she didn't want to have, her, have him at the back yelling. Gabriella, the last few weeks, I've been afraid to show up. You know, you know guys, yeah. I just got to say, the meter went from about to explode to still angry because you know what we're three plays away from leading the division it shows you how close it is in this nfl any given sunday but we got half the season to go fans you're going to want to stay tuned we've got a big second half of the season on the shows next week it's going to be all about uh the alumni football players and their health as we said but we can't wait to get to it as the Browns head to the playoffs. And with that, we're going to send it over to the guys for the two-minute warning. You know, a two-minute warning, two-minute warning here as we get into the bye week. And I want to thank the Cleveland Browns and thank the good, our good God uh, for getting us a victory here to be three and five. Because to be two and six and then to hit your bye week, it really would have put a nail in our coffin for the season. So to be beat three and five to play the best team game we've had so far this year and see defensively um, special teams and offensively to play complimentary football really for the first time this year bodes well for trying to get into the second half of the year well you know what I'm still excited about Monday night football still excited about seeing uh, the guys and a lot of the younger guys face just light up you know because yeah, it uh, didn't look like yeah, just yeah. another game to them yeah, either right. I wish I, you, you think know. about Monday night football you think about Hank Jr. and and, uh, you know, some people say I'm yeah. no good. You know, you want to <laughs> hit a tune or something and uh, Miss Underwood and the whole thing. But Monday Night Football, big dog. Everybody's watching. Enjoy Everybody it. watched, Enjoy everybody it. watched us dominate. Another good show, my friend. Thank you. Hey, and you know the other thing? This uh, Not to get ahead of ourselves because it's a game at a time. But when you play games like that, this is why no. If we get somehow, some way, get in the playoffs, this is why no team wants to play us. Wait, that when you can play that physical on your offense and defensive line, and and it's, as you get to the second half of the year into the playoffs, that's the type of team that teams don't want to be play against. Good show, partner. Sounds good, brother. Roof, roof, roof. Here you matter. we go, go Brownies. Browns. Here we go. Roof, roof. <laughs>